This is Josh Cohen and the Home Team. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 1063. Because every day above ground is a good day. It is the home team on a Friday. And we are live in Stu Stu Studio in parts unknown. St. Louis FAU Stadium. Chris Coquel and myself in studio, but wait, there's more. Jeanette may be at the top of the hour. She's practicing pageant. She's walking in her heels. Uh, good luck to her as she continues that. Kenny, are you locked out of your facility? Or are you back able to be on the air? No, I actually, uh, it was unlocked when I came in. Uh, so awesome. we're not, uh, we're not uh, committing the uh, same sins as yesterday. So everything is good. Same view. Great FAU Ooh. stadium. Uh, no football, but the Atlantic Ocean in the distance. Let, let me get Dean Thomas on here because I believe he's calling in via Skype. I believe he's in the gym oh, right this now. Should be good. Uh, Dean, is that you cracking open beers? We hear cans being popped. No, that ain't me, man. That's oh, that Ken in me. the back. Doing yeah, that was yeah me. I know. Yeah. Kenny, what are you drinking? Because that, I mean, Coke, I'm sorry. So Coke, that was unprofessional. Of tell, tell me, tell me if whether or not, uh, yeah, Dean's a little loud. Tell me whether or not that sounded like he was opening a can of beer. Coquel, did that? That didn't sound like a soda. That was a that was like a beer can pop. Well, after being with you for the last 20 minutes, Josh, I might crack a Ready beer. Ready for myself. a beer too? <laughs> we, got, we got a little technically flustered in here because let's be honest. Um, Coquel and I have realized that the equipment doesn't necessarily like work as perhaps it should some things need a little bit of a tune-up in other words if you're producing the show you can't hear anything unless you bend your headphone cable 42 degrees and then 13 degrees and then tape that just such and then our phone system kenny as you well know phone system kind of works some days other days it doesn't you get a call that a call and the line is dead and then you put them on hold but it doesn't actually go on hold it's in this weird purgatory so kenny you know of all people that um dean you and i joke we call this fisher price my first radio station but uh kenny you know that it's a little technically difficult sometimes to get everything to work on the yeah, same day sometimes things are a little touchy and our our cords are a little touchy now what dean and i do however is uh we find what works and we roll with it like hotel's yeah. not like that so Coquel i look at, gets easily annoyed yeah well, i do too no one gets more annoyed than i do I, I, I watch dean sit over here because ken you know exactly so people don't know here how's how this works we're in a radio studio it's a big open room there is a long rectangular table a table at the uh, western end of the room and that is where the primary host sits and faces the three other chairs there's two other mics and there's a guest mic there then there's space and there's a far table far table facing the primary host is where the producer produces from that's where the board is that controls all the different levels that's where the primary computer is in his own microphone or her own microphone when the normal producers are in place so this headphone jack where i sit works pretty well the one where ken normally sits you've got to wiggle it just right but when (laughs) dean uses his headphones dean's got to literally align his headphone cable from the jack in a hieroglyphic word that says fresh water so he can hear like the way you line up your headphone cable dean it almost looks ocd until you realize it's a necessity so you can freaking hear i also have to put a glass by the window so that when the sun rays hit it has to shine on the jack so that it can get extra power to get sound to my ears. People think I'm joking. But if it's not hard enough for Chris Coquel over there to get his headphones so they will listen, so they can work in that jack, he's also dealing with a microphone that if you move it just wrong, yeah. it will completely collapse. Yeah, that's so, annoying. So he's on the Jenga mic. He's on Jenga mic 
Over here, we got janky earphones. And the worst case scenario is that, you know, we forget to turn the mics off, and then we say how we really feel. I'm That's telling you, that mic is legit like an erector set. Like It's, it's, it's Jenga. Un- it's unbelievable. And the fact that it, uh, we know what the problem is, and it still hasn't been fixed, is uh, really annoying. Coquel, you were going to say. No, my the, my cell phone is resting on the cord to keep To my, hold it so you can hear? Headphones. Yeah. <laughs> and if I move my phone, it's right. out. So we don't want anyone to think we're complaining. Lord knows we know that we're the most blessed and fortunate people to get to do this and get to do this here. Our office is unbelievable. It is without question the nicest broadcast radio studio in the entire East Coast. It is without question. In New York City, up there on uh, 7th Ave, they don't got a view of the Intracoastal Waterway. They can't see the breakers. They can't see the Palm Beach, Okeechobee Bridge. They can't see these things. We can. We got yachts sailing by we got we got women walking in our breezeway that got to be easily 52 years old with a 23 year old face and 17 month old boobs that is the truth we got great view the studio is unbelievable the offices we have at espn west palm are unbelievable it's just that some of our equipment hasn't been you know it hasn't been serviced hasn't been completely yeah so so that's what makes it annoying is the small things it's everything is so palatial but it's the small things that really put it over the top that don't quite function properly just like blink 182 saying for a generation all the small things when i say all i mean all his microphone falls apart (laughs) jenga collapses um dean were you in studio with me that day that jmp the mic dropped and it fell (laughs) were you were you in studio dean was it oh no coquel you were I was there too. Yeah. And, and and he was oh, oh, oh boy. He was trying to put it together and his fingers was all crooked looking on the thing. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind, JMP's a guy that, you know, just because of life circumstances, isn't able to take two Lego bricks and put them together, let alone reassemble a microphone with a rod that fell out that's on a base that's standing over the board. So he's a little bit, you know less apt to be able to reassemble that and he's trying to but it was so damn loud and then and it became like an on-air thing it was freaking hilarious but it does go to show that if you're producing the show um there are there are challenges and that's not the talent and that's a different thing altogether it's the fact that the phone lines kind of work sometimes the line doesn't sometimes it goes on hold sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't the earphone jacks it's like oh if you sit where i sit it's pretty it's pretty easy it's pretty good because this jack works, this mic isn't falling apart. Although Coquel did point out, if you don't bend this just right, it will completely fall over and it will hit you either in your mouth or will smash against the table. Yeah, I sit there five to six and I was completely unaware of that until it happened. Yeah, yeah. And then when it happens, you go, uh-oh, so now I've got to totally set. So we all rig things in our homes. We all rig things in our car. Yeah. Jerry rigging was the term that when I, when I was growing up, they called it. And that's how you could get things to work. Um, Dean, we called it something else. Well, no. No, well we know, we know you yeah. did, but that, that's Ooh, not a phrase that we're allowed to use. Yeah, uh, Dean, you came up in a household that Jerry rigged certain things so that they would work, like you know, uh-huh. um, your cable, for example, by tying it to your neighbor's cable that you were stealing outside by connecting those coaxials. <laughs> I was, uh, we were so poor, our neighbors ain't even have cable. Damn. Damn. Yeah, man, we ain't have cable, but we did. But we did have a TV with the antennas yeah. and aluminum foil on yeah. it. And the pliers on the thing so we could turn the channel? That's exactly right. Once you lost the dial or it broke off because it got stripped, then you would put pliers on the TV, actually, so you could turn the channel. Because you don't turn channels on your remote. You don't turn channels by talking to your smart TV. You change channels, but we used to physically turn it. You would turn the knob clockwise from, you know, yeah. Two to three to four to five, all the way up to 13, and then 14 through 65, whatever it is, UHF. Um, Ken, you right now need to jerry-rig at your house a mousetrap 
because we heard you are oh infested with rodents. This is such. Oh a, no, I'm not you, so, Ken. Yeah, no, I am. I'm so annoyed, and this thing is taunting me too. So, what makes you think it's one? First of all, what makes you think it's one? It might not be one. It might not be one. And this is the thing. Like, I will walk into the kitchen, and I will hear the thing squeaking in one of my cabinets, and it hears me, and it'll squeak, and then it'll run across the floor, and then hide behind wherever it leaves. And there might be multiple of them, but I can't catch it. And my wife also doesn't want true mouse traps because she doesn't want to see a dead mouse. So we have like these humane <laughs> mouse traps that don't work. The, the mouse isn't going to climb in there and get trapped where we can go save his life. Well, sometimes the they do. Where- I'm about, no, I'm about to commit murder. In the fraternity, in my last semester of college, in my a room in the fraternity house, I had an infestation we did in that house, and I did with mice. And so they would wait to think I was asleep, and then they would start to come out, but I would be awake, and I would see them. Now, mice don't see real well, which is no. why they stick to the wall. They kind of use the corner of the wall for navigation. They try to get into corners for that reason. But I set up some glue boxes. So it looks like a tissue box that's open on both ends, and in the middle is the real sticky glue. So they're lured into it, or you put it against you know, where they would run in the corner. They get in it, and now they're stuck. Well, the problem was this mouse, this one night, he was in the box, but he kept shuffling it. Like he would get some strength every 30 seconds, he would try, and then he would shuffle it. So he wasn't dying. He just kept kind of shuffling it yeah. against the wooden floor. So I told him, I said, listen, man, if you do that one more time, I'm getting up and I got to pop you. And so I'm sure he doesn't understand what I'm saying, but I, I specifically remember all of a sudden, shuffle, shuffle. And that's, by the way, that's disturbing because you got yeah. mice and you know what I'm saying? You see them and For you're sure. trying to sleep and it, sure. it freaks you out. Um, I had to get up. I put on one duck boot. You guys remember duck boots? Coquel, yeah. you probably mm-hmm. do. That was a thing for a while. Rubber toed, rubber on the bottom, and then boot on the top. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And like the fake fur lining. So, so they were kind of like Timberlands for fraternity boys. Does that make sense? <laughs> Dean? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it Kenny? <laughs> fraternity you could have described yeah, like it better. That. Yeah, duck boot, because yeah. the bottom part. So what it meant was if you do a little bit of fishing or a little bit of that stuff, you're okay because you can get, you know, three, four inches of water coverage and you're fine because it's rubberized down there. But then it turns into boot at the top. Then it's leather and that fake fur, whatever. I put on just my right boot. I was so tired and aggravated by these damn rodents. I put on just my right boot. And in my mind, I tried to visualize exactly the stomp that Robert De Niro did to Billy Batts' head when they, were, when they were at the suite after Tommy came back, go get your shine box. And he said, keep him here. Keep him here. You mutt, you. And then he came back with just the one rubber boot, the one... Uh, I mean, they came back, and De Niro's doing that stomp. So De Niro's got his elbows working. It's that famous Scorsese upshot. And you see De Niro, it looks like he's dancing, and he's just stomping right foot, right foot, pop, pop, pop. So I put the one right boot on, the duck boot, and I popped that mouse, and it didn't really, I I smashed it, and nothing really happened. And then the second one, Dean, it went pop. Like it, yeah, yeah, it went went pop. Like, Like a water balloon that was filled with some gelatinous fluid. Like if you had a water balloon filled with spaghetti sauce, just went Oh, boy. I didn't look. I just kicked that box out in the hallway and then figured I'll, I'll settle it in the morning. Humane mouse oh. traps are great. Unfortunately, yeah. the mice don't really necessarily play along. No, no. And yeah. so this is where I'm at right now. And so I can hear it at night, like scratching. Them. Eating. Stop we, we, saying it. You're lying to yourself. Say them. them. You're them. infested. Yeah. Dean, tell him he's infested. You uh, you are infested. It's, in fact, I could I could imagine Ken right now like Tom and Jerry. He gonna come in with a speed knock because that mouse gonna hit him in the head with a frying pan. Ping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the the mouse is gonna paint a uh, a mouse hole on the wall, and I'm gonna run into the wall chasing. You're a mouse hole. Yeah. Uh, I know. Dean, uh, make sure Kenny, you're not wearing a little hat because when you. 
When you get banged over the head, when you get banged over the head by that frying pan, <laughs> that bump's gonna raise up, right, and right. then your hat's gonna be sitting on top of it, <laughs> like it's on a hat, like it's on Pinocchio's nose as a hat rack. But it's been bird food. He's left seeds. They have left seeds all over the floor. Bro, uh, bro, apples. Hold on, those that's not those aren't seeds. That's poo. Yeah, that's poo. No, 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 no. That sunflower seeds from bird food that we had strewn oh. all over the floor. But there is mouse poop in cabinets and in drawers. We cleaned, did a deep clean the other day. It sucks. Oh. And now when we talk about the mouse in the morning. Yeah, Coquel's laughing at you because all, like, this one mouse you think poops that much <laughs> in every cabinet. Your house is infested, bro. God. Infested. But, but, and then we talk about the mice, my wife and I, in the morning, and the girls are like, oh, we love mouses. They're so cute. Are you and, serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your so, daughters are into your house being infested with rodents. Because all they know about mice is if you give a mouse a cookie. So they think that uh, mice are this super cute cookie-eating rodent. Is that something you learn at Cuban church? What is this if you give a mouse a cookie? That's Who? one of the most famous children's books of all time. Coquel, you have two kids. Ever heard of it? Not once have I ever. Are heard you of insane? Mouse Dean, you cannot be. You cannot be serious. All right, take right it. Now. Take it easy, there, uh, John McEnroe. What, no, what I'm legit angry. Take what book is that? Uh, feed a if mouse you a give a mouse a cookie, is one of the most popular children's books ever freaking made. What a deadbeat dad you are! Oh, oh my God! Guess who lives in it? Guess who lives <laughs> in an rodent-infested home? And then guess who is every day having parent-teacher-principal uh, conferences? One of you is parenting right, and the other is Ken Levicka. I'm not going to decide. People can decide for themselves. You live in an infested home, and you're calling him a deadbeat parent. What do you want me to do about it? I'm trying to take care of the mouse problem. Uh, I didn't let the mice into the house. Are your daughters equally excited about when the cameras show up for extreme hoarders? Since you live in a dump, we're not hoarders. I don't. I'm not like you. I don't have a hoarder room. I don't like have mice. You. I don't have mice. When you feed a roach a cracker, was that next, Ken? Is that what you're doing next? <laughs> if you give a mouse a cookie, is one of the most popular children's books ever, 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 ever. That is not All even right. disputable. Dean Thomas, you uh, raised a son, and by raised a son, I mean you were around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. I stop by every once in a while. Yep. Did you ever did you ever read Ethan a book when he was a little boy? Like at bedtime? No. No, you never read him a I book. Never, I've never read him a book. Okay. Do you do you ever read books? Yeah, I read books all the time. He reads books now. Right. But I never read him a book when he was little. Did he ever read you a book when he was little? <laughs> yeah, he used to read all the time. He used to read the backyardigans. Uh the backyardigans. Yeah, um, he used to what like is that, that? that cartoon, so he used to get those books and read them. I have no idea. I don't know how he learned how to read. He just knew how to read. He just figured it out. He was a smart kid. He figured it out. <laughs> he figured he it just, out. Kids will figure things yeah, out. Kids will figure things out. Hey, you, better, you better get checked, man, because mice ain't going to give you smallpox. Y'all better get y'all's family checked out. So I have a smallpox vaccine. Like I'm pretty sure that covers it. I'm, I'm worried now about Ken's living situation because his daughters, his daughters may have introduced the rodents into the house and they may actually be feeding them. They think it's fun. They think it's pets. And uh, Ken's terrified of it, obviously. No, it, it sucks. Like, I'm angry. Like, I am angry. And I do feel dirty having mice in my house, and I don't know how they got in there, but I know that they're eating things, and they're making me angry, and they're keeping me awake, and it's time to... It, I'm going to have to Here's commit some house murder. Here's what I know. Dean Thomas will get inside of a cage, allow them to lock the door with a very dangerous man who's in there to kick Dean unconscious, to choke him unconscious, to punch him in his chin, in his throat... And make him unconscious. Dean will willingly do that. But if he said, hey, Dean, I'll give you $500. Tonight, you've got to sleep on Ken Levicka's kitchen floor. Dean Thomas's answer would be? Absolutely not. I'm not trying to get the bubonic plague. Uh, you know what we're going to do? Uh, we're going we're gonna to shoot a little video for home team and for ESPN West Palm social media. 
Kenny, Dean is going to be an overnight guest, okay. but he's got to sleep in uh, pajamas that look like cheese, and and then and then we're and but we're gonna but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rub peanut butter all over his face and his hands uh-huh. and his bare feet, and he's got to sleep on the kitchen floor and see what happens. Oh man! Yeah, you know I got the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that. Like literally, you work with Joe Rogan. You literally know Joe Rogan for years. Uh, Joe used to host Fear Factor, where people would have to reach into a thing and grab deadly tarantulas or be in a pit with all these snakes, you know, cutting off like Uh their breathing supply. And then Joe Rogan says to Dean Thomas, yours is hold on to this pet mouse that they sold at the pet store. And then Dean goes, nope, I don't need the $100,000. I'm good. You would tap tap out on holding a mouse over what these people are eating eyeballs. These people are they're in a coffin that is covered completely, their bodies are, with live snakes. And you're like, nope, I won't, I won't hold a mouse that you can buy at the pet store to keep as a pet. Nope, I'm not holding no mouse. I ain't holding no rats, no mice, none of it. No gerbils, none of it. And I do like the concept of Rodent House starring Dean Thomas. Like, this is... Uh, but, but, but it's at your house, though. That's the I know, thing. that's the issue. The fact that it is my house that is infested with rodents. But it has crossed my mind, Josh, and it, it, it bothers me that you bring it up because I think you're right. I, I, I really think it's more than one yeah, of what, these things. What, what gave that away? Was it common sense or the fact that there's mouse droppings in every drawer, in every room? Well, not every drawer, but where food was. I mean, he spent a lot of time in there. There's rarely one. I mean, or there's she. very, very rarely are there one. I do want to be gender inclusive with the mice. It could be Can she I, as well. Dean, I got it. You're right about this. We're going to call it, we're going to do a film. We're going to call it Rodent House. I'm going to come over just like Patrick Swayze and I'm going to fight the mice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to go over and you want to fight the mice. Rodent house. All right, I'm going to try. Rodent to, house. All right, I'm going to try to lock Matt, uh, Dean in here, and I want to bring Matt on. Um, if we disconnect, Dean, just call back in. Matt in Jupiter, you're on the home team on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Matt? Hey, Josh. How are you, man? I'm doing better than Dean. I'm sorry, better than Ken. Yeah, that's for damn sure. I got an echo here. Um. We don't. We're okay on this end. Maybe it's your Bluetooth. I don't know. Hold on. Go ahead. What do you want to tell us? All right. So uh, yeah. mice in a house. I got a funny practical joke. We had a we had a friend of ours that had like oh man he his his mom and dad must have had like five or six cats. All right. And uh, the house was in, like disrepair. So one day we just got the bright idea. You know what we're gonna do. We're just driving. We're driving up the wall. So we go to the pet store. We get like twenty mice. Oh, you the white mice. You're the worst kind of friend, Dean. <laughs> Dean, Dean, what would you, Dean? What would you do? What would you, we, Dean? What would you do to a friend that went to the store, bought twenty mice, and then dropped them off in your home? What would you do to that person? Oh, oh man, we. <laughs> so it gets better. So I hope. Now in the in the in, in the middle. So like in the middle of the night. They keep getting woken up by the cats, just like the cats are going absolutely bonkers, yeah. like day and night, and they don't know why. They have no clue. They don't understand why. And so we're over there one day, just like a week later, we're over there one day, and, and uh, his, his poor dad, he comes out, and he goes, guys, I got an issue. And we're all like, really? What's going on? He goes, man, he goes, I, all of a sudden... I've got mice in the house. Mm. And we're like, well, you know, we're trying to go, really? Man, are you serious? What happened? He goes, he goes, well, the cats are doing a pretty good job of, yeah. of, of, of getting them. 
Did you? But did, man, Matt, it's did, like twenty four seven. The cats are just going bonkers. Matt, did, Matt, Matt. Okay, Matt, Matt, are you high right now? Have you have you been sniffing? No, I'm just thinking of the story. It was absolutely hilarious. It was so funny. Well, you know, you know what they say, Matt. You know what they say. I guess you had to be there, right? I mean, that's the old expression, right? I guess you had to be there. Right? Oh well, hey man, I just I, I know I know you would have I know you would have appreciated the story. So, so what I want you to say, Matt, right now is, guys, I guess you had to be there. Can you say that for me one time, okay, Matt? All right. all right, guys, I guess you had to be there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like it was a, yeah. just a, it sounds like it probably was a lot of fun for everybody except the people that live there. Matt, thank you for the call. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, so Dino, all kidding aside, if uh, someone that you were friends with. Uh, filled your house with mice you would probably whoop them would you not yeah it, i would definitely whoop them what would that's you, for sure what would and you, then you'd light your house on fire and then you'd light the house on fire you would yeah move. I'd, I'd move i'd have to move it's so it's so funny how afraid you are of mice we're not talking about rat rats that chew through or that attack people like we do in new york we're just talking about a mouse but in ken's case there's probably i don't know there's probably eight to ten of them oh my god Coquel, what's your guess like eight to ten in a house that size no with droppings like that i think if you have one you're guaranteed ten he probably thinks he has three so we're probably pushing 30 what probably is this mouse 30. math you're doing Coquel? But, but there's a way i've to... lived in apartments i, I learned my yeah. mouse math and my roach math <laughs> Um, which would you rather have, uh, a bunch of roaches or a bunch of mice? Dean, I know you're going to say roaches. Oh, I could deal with roaches. <laughs> you don't mind them at all? No, I don't mind roaches. But I'm with you Dean, know. too. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. At least the roaches don't really, like, eat your food. Uh, no, they do. Actually, they do. Yeah, but they, not, like, getting into bags and things like that. Oh, no, the they, mice will get through bags. Yeah, no, no, they do that, they too. Do, you just don't know they were there. Uh, yeah, you just, true. They, and right. they poop all over the place, too. Yeah. Florida sucks. So, Kenny, um, you feel, I, I read that you feel kind of like a scumbag. I think yeah. that your term was... You should. Your term, you should. You said you feel like a scumbag. Why would you feel like a scumbag? Why would you feel like a scumbag? And then, Dean, tell us why he should. Kenny? I, I don't know. Like, we, we do our best to keep our house as clean as possible. Clearly not. But I don't know what would have I, I don't know what would have drawn the the mice, and so that's what the the issue is. And uh, now that there appear to be multiple of them, I'm gonna have to get the killing traps, like the squeeze him to death. The killing traps. That's it. Is, is that a new movie? Is that a, like from the creators of Saw? The killing traps. The killing traps. It actually sounds kind of badass. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, or, or you could just stop at Walmart and get some damn mouse traps. Now I can yeah. tell you the good ones. You know, you know the old ones with with the wooden plaque. And then there's the wire. And then yeah, the, wire the one top. that the cartoon characters used yeah. to get their hands yeah. stuck Don't get in. that. They, they, you know the old expression, you can't build a better mousetrap? They did. They built a better, better mousetrap. Oh, okay. There is one that is plastic, and it almost works like a giant clip. Imagine like the giant clip, like a clip that you would put on a bag of potato chips. You know, okay. that kind of, it's wide like that. And what there is, is there's a tiny little, like almost like a bowl at the base of this. Okay. And generally, they're black. And so you want it in that bowl, you want to fill it with peanut butter. What this does is it causes the mouse to get all up in this, applying pressure to that touchpad. And when the touchpad then is triggered, the clamp comes down. So it's not just one wire, there's greater surface area. Now, I'm not saying it's going to kill the mouse instantly, but at least you can have a moment with the mouse where you look at them and you say, look at me. I did this to you. Like the Isley brother yeah. in, that, in that R. Kelly video back in the day with Lil Hart. <laughs> Dean, Dean, what was that song with Lil, Lil Hart? Was it the girl um, he was in love with? R. Kelly. Oh, or was hi- wasn't that the one he was hiding in the closet? What's the hour? No, I can't wasn't remember. trapped in the closet. Wasn't any of the That was like the 15 minute long song. No, there were, remember there were, oh. there were episodes and episodes and episodes. Yeah. And then she was in the closet. Yeah. And then you talk about a dwarf, but they use the M word that you can't say now. Right. Not right, really right, right. And they're in there with, a, with an M word. 
No, there was a video, <laughs> R. Kelly, and he was messing around with the gangster's wife. And the, the gangster was played by, like, Ronald Isley. And so he beat the hell out of R. Kelly. Yeah. And then he, lo- he said, look at me. I did this to you. That's what I say to the mice when they get trapped up in mine and they're not dead yet. And when they're dead, I still say it. And then I say a prayer and I throw them in the lake, or at least the one that I did catch that one time. Dean swears my apartment in Palm City was infested. There was one mouse that I trapped, that I caught, that I then launched by lacrosse stick into the lake, and I said a prayer because every living creature has a soul. Every living being is entitled to be here. He just wasn't entitled to be in my apartment. So your prayer makes it all better? Yeah, because my prayer was, Lord, forgive me for taking this life. He did not belong in my home. It was causing me great anxiety, so please forgive me for this. I love how your prayer is for you and not the mouse that you just killed. Well, no, I mean, the mouse, what's his life worth? Clearly nothing. This is about me. I got to repair my karma. I'm not worried about him. No, I mean, I feel feel bad when people pick flowers. Does that sound crazy? Yes. Like, I love, I love flowers, I love flowery plants. But I want them to grow. I want them to live on that plant. When people pick flowers, that just means that basically, you know, now you've begun the di- death cycle. Like you've given them a death sentence. So I love flowers, but I don't want them in a vase on my table. I want them on a plant that I can see that's living because I feel bad because that's a living thing also. By I the way, uh, R. Kelly, Isley Brothers is down low or nobody has to keep know. Keep it on the down low. Yeah. Nobody has to know. <laughs> Man, I think differently of you now, man. I used to think that you were, you know what I'm saying, like wholesome and good. Now, I didn't realize you live in that trap house that Jesse Pinkman live in in Breaking Bad. It is it's exactly not, what it, it is. It is not a meth den, it's, it's, Yes, it is. It it's, is. It's Jesse Pinkman's auntie who died her house. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. where you live. Yep. I'm not proud of Rat. it, but I have a mouse problem. And so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to rectify it, and I'm going to have to start uh, committing There's a mouse some, in the house. some mouse genocide. This is where you write your children's book series called There's a Mouse in the House. And then from there, the sequel is, hold up, there's many mouse in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and third book's called Because of These Mice in This Heist, We Moving. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say that. We out. Uh, uh, book number three is I'm out. Dean Thomas will rejoin us in one hour from now. Um, he has business to tend to. He's going to give us a full insight on UFC 259. We're talking these matchups. We're talking inside information. Uh, Dean Thomas is the new rising, shining star of the UFC, as you know. He knows the fighters. He knows the coaches. He knows the matchups and strategies. Um, he also knows rodents because his whole life's been infested with mice and rats, which is why he's so helpful in the segment. Isn't that right? Hey, road, rodent house coming soon. At, filming at Ken's house. Um, okay. So we will talk to you in an hour, DT. Kenny, we'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay. All right. And by the way, we have a dilemma here, folks, because I went to a charity event last night, and I brought one of our ESPN West Palm teammates with me as a guest plus one for marketing sales purpose to be able to connect, et cetera. Um, I wind up winning a raffle. I wind up winning a raffle with a very valuable prize attached. I had her go up and retrieve it, et cetera. Now she's trying to keep this thing. And I'm trying to figure out whether or not she should keep it, I should keep it, or we should sell it and split it. We'll find out. It's the home team on ESPN 106.3. This is Josh Cohen and the home team. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 1063. John C. Cassidy is the first and the last name in air conditioning and everything that you need for all AC and heating. Repair, service, maintenance, installation, all of it. 
family-owned local family company, 61 years in existence. The business model's real simple. John's dad started it on the ideas of honesty, integrity, and trust. Be honest with people, have integrity, earn their trust, and they will use your services for generations to follow. And guess what? So far, so good. 61 years later, this is John C. Cassidy, the first and last name in air conditioning. Call him to enroll in the Cassidy Care Program, which saves time and 20% money on all repairs and service. And, of course, uh, you'll be priority service. Go right to the front line when you need it most. Catching problems before they become problems. 561-863-6750. That's 561-863-6750 for the first and last name in air conditioning, John C. Cassidy. It is a fly day edition of the home team. We are coming up quickly, Ken Levicka, on March Madness. Hard to believe, but like two weeks from now, yep. we're, we're in tournament time. Like we are inside the bracket. We absolutely are. Conference tournaments have already started. Uh, I'll be at a conference tournament next week, Conference mm. USA, and then boom, everybody's headed to Indiana for March Madness. But is it really a conference <laughs> that you'll be participating in? It's USA's conference, Josh. I mean, right, but. Someone who wins that tournament gets an automatic bid to the NCAA. Yeah, Western Kentucky is the top team in the league. They're an established mid-major power. I think they can win a game or two. They probably could. But nobody else from your entire conference would get there without winning the tournament, would they? Yeah, not this year. Uh, It's happened a couple of times since FAU made the move. But yeah, definitely not this year. First take this morning, arguing is Big Ben Roethlisberger the worst quarterback in the entire AFC North and uh, you know we do a thing on this show called Second Take, where we take what the hell they were arguing about and be like, yeah, that's great and all, guys, yeah. but here's really what we think. Right, we've done it for a long time. On, on our second take. So, Chris Coquel, I'll defer to you right now. In that division of the AFC North, you know who you got. You know where they're at. You know what's up. I know you have a little bit of bias in, you know, toward your boy Lamar Jackson. That's your guy. But is Ben Roethlisberger the two-time Super Bowl champion? Is he the worst quarterback in that division? Yeah, he's washed. He's washed at this point in his career. He doesn't have the arm strength. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. He's like a punch-drunk fighter trying to hang on. I mean, we only saw Joe you know, in, in Cincinnati. We only saw Joe for you know a quarter of a season, but what we saw... Was, Burrow was exciting, though. Yeah, he was. It, what we saw... Okay, exciting doesn't make you good. It was a small sample. He was exciting, but he was good. He was composed. He was okay. Uh, he was better than okay. Tua had Tua had better numbers than uh, oh, Joe Burrow did, or equal numbers Joe to Joe Burrow, Burrow in a number of passing categories. Joe Burrow was better in the sample we saw than Tua, uh, Tua was in the sample. Now we you're saw. getting caught up in the eye test because he no, threw not. so often. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. Because the numbers don't actually the the numbers don't actually. I said uh, looked better. I said okay. looked better. Yeah, so looked. so Kenny um, is Ben Roethlisberger on our second take. Is Ben Roethlisberger the worst quarterback in the AFC North? No, that's complete nonsense. I mean, that is abject nonsense. He may have lost to this quarterback in the postseason, but Baker Mayfield is not better overall than Ben Roethlisberger. That's absolutely insane. And by the way, back to Baker Mayfield, why is such a big thing being made about him saying that he saw a UFO? U.S. presidents have said they've seen UFOs. World leaders have said they've seen UFOs. The U.S. Pentagon released video of unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP, UFO, if you will. Why? I mean, you guys got in. Did you get in? was on the podcast for your show last night, Coquel. You guys talked about it in the air. So why is it such a big deal that Baker Mayfield, I've seen numerous UFOs, daytime and nighttime, of different shapes that flew in different patterns, different manners of flight. Why is it so crazy? Why is Colin Cowherd going off on this? 
I think just because Baker Mayfield's kind of a clown show. So when Baker Mayfield says it, you know, if someone doesn't have that presence to themselves and they say things that are a little bit out there, right? then no one's going to believe him. They're going to be like, okay, Baker. So if Tom Brady had said, I saw a UFO the other night, um, people would be like, oh boy, he's really drinking that tequila. He's really in that avocado tequila. He's lost his mind now. Look at his behavior. That's what they would do. But he has a little more credibility than Baker Mayfield. That's my point. Credibility in football or in life? In life. That's what I'm talking about. In life. Tom Brady's had a pretty successful life. For sure. But like Kenny, has Baker Mayfield given us reason to believe that he makes up stories or that, you know, he's like, oh, no one's talking about me. I'm going to pretend I saw a UFO. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield, uh, gasp, has a personality. And uh, I think that that annoys people sometimes. And I think it's gotten him into trouble in the court of public opinion sometimes. But I actually enjoy seeing what Baker Mayfield is doing outside of football. He's not better than Ben Roethlisberger. But uh, I think that him uh, seeing a UFO is fun. That's good. I love that. That's good stuff. The number one reason why people don't admit or report what they've seen that is obviously of a national security threat or is just unexplainable and troubling to them is because of the Baker Mayfield reaction to not lose credibility, to not be judged, to not be made fun of. You think that everybody that I'm friends or family with uh, doesn't mock me at some point because I know what I've witnessed because I know what I've seen? Of course some people do. Yeah, but he believes in, yeah, but he saw. I know what I saw. Daytime, nighttime, here, there, Hell, we were leaving Vegas one morning on the way to the airport. It was 10 a.m., and it was a clear blue sky. And over the mountains, as we're out of the way of town, there were four or five silver orbs. They look like um, like the little metal orbs you decorate a cake with, almost like a BB, like a silver BBs. And they were in the air, like you said, well, those are Mylar balloons. But they would kind of move together, then different, and then by design, almost geometrically change their, their, their formation. And those were in the mountains in in, uh, Nevada where everybody sees stuff. Where were you leaving? Uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Maybe it was a little bit too rough of a weekend there for you, Joshy boy. (laughs) No, it was like a Tuesday morning. We've been broadcasting. I I, I know what I saw in that, but I also know what I saw from the rooftop pool, the condo where I live, at 5.15 p.m. uh, in a late December afternoon, or actually it was a little earlier than that, on a late December afternoon, laying in a pool chair, watching the planes fly by as they normally do up in the sky, and then seeing an object that was shaped like a cigar that was moving south by east, and it was at a much higher altitude, and it was moving much quicker, and it didn't have any flight surface. Flight surface meaning didn't have any wings, didn't have any um, you know props or anything that would provide propulsion. Instead, the back end of it kind of gave off a weird iridescence, like an orangish, greenish kind of a glow as I watch this thing just zip. But I got to watch it for three seconds, and that's not, it's not a missile, and it's not an airplane. Maybe it's human technology. We got space sto- stations in Florida, though, that shoot off rockets. Right. But there was none of that happening at this time. <laughs> not on this day, there wasn't. Trust me. Um, I've seen stuff that I can't explain. My first, when I see something in the sky, my first thought is, all right, let's by process of elimination break it down to what this is. I'm only reporting on the times that all other options were exhausted other than this is aircraft that we're not familiar with. Now, remember, just because we're not familiar with it doesn't mean that it's not human man-made. doesn't mean it's not Lockheed Martin with their reported skunk works. doesn't mean that it's not some other science. When we watched the night that um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were, I guess, uh, 
you know, they were decided, president and vice president, there was a drone show. Remember those drones, the rear control mm-hmm. drones? Yep. And you'd think to yourself, if you didn't know that that was, you'd think that was an alien invasion. That technology is very real, crazy. But when we have military uh, issues, when we have the military upon objects that are changing directions, it's not, again, it's not going fast. That's not the problem. It's not something you can't explain. It's the sudden stopping and starting that lets you know a human body couldn't sustain that. It's impossible for the human body to sustain that kind of lateral G-force to start and stop. Human bodies can go fast. I mean, we got brothers and sisters right now up in uh, you know, the space station or in orbit, and in orbit, you're going 17,500 miles an hour. So that's not a problem. It's the sudden stopping. So when they talk about the ping pong balls, you know, the first one that I saw in 2000 seven or eight in palm city that was you know over the uh to the east would be over the water over you know the ocean that looked to me like a piece of rice and so when you saw this video from the pentagon and they were talking about it looking like a tic tac well tic tacs and a piece of right exactly the mm-hmm. same kind of a thing for me i'm at the stoplight in my convertible it's a saturday afternoon there's plenty of blue sky plenty of sunshine my vision's not obscured i am facing the east so the sun actually is already behind me um, in, in winter months, or at least above behind me. But So I, I close one eye, and I, I never wash my car. So the windshield of my car had lots of dirt or specks on it. So I close one eye, Kenny, and I use that speck of dirt just like the astronauts would as a frame of reference mm-hmm. when they would try and land on the moon. You know, so, so you have a frame of reference. Is something moving? Is something not? Because we, we have the ability to think things are moving. You've been in a stoplight. Car next to you starts to roll, and you think you are too? Yep. Or they yep. back up? Yeah. Right? The, the Doppler effect, I think, is, is what that is. So I use this as a frame of reference. This little tic-tac thing is in the sky. It is stationary. It's a white, solid object far in the distance, but it's not a plane. It's not moving. It's not a helicopter. And all of a sudden, it just vanished. Just vanished. So at first, it's exciting, and then it's terrifying, but I've seen so many different things. I'm always watching the sky. Since I was a child, something told me within, watch the sky, always watch the sky, keep an eye on the sky. And I do. And if you do that, you'd be surprised at the stuff you see. So when Baker Mayfield says this, oh, he's crazy, Baker Mayfield. I'm like, this is why people don't come forward. This is why people don't tell their stories. Yeah, but again, Baker Mayfield's a guy who wants attention. He seeks it. Not this kind. He, he had the porn stash for a while, and then he oh for he, sure. And then he did the press conference where he's throwing out the wacky pop culture yeah answer. So yeah. he wants that kind of attention for sure. But but not this kind because this is the kind that makes people go. Uh, people look at me differently. They speak to me differently. Longtime fans of the show. When, you know, we would get into it. We call it Freaky Fridays. And we would have four hours of people calling in and sharing stories anonymously, not using real names. And then sometimes I'd meet them in person at events or at a concert or at a restaurant. And they'd say, hey, um, I called in one time. And I remembered those stories. Some of these people um, were radar operators during Vietnam. Some of these folks were in air traffic control. Some of these folks were in the military. Some of these folks were pilots or flight attendants. Other folks were like bankers that just happened to be fishing one day. And could not explain this black triangle that silently crossed over the road between Jupiter and Hope Sound. And then you had a middle kind of a, a light and then just over big giant triangle hovering slowly in the darkness and then drifted past. Things have explanations. When they don't, that's when the you comes in. That's the unidentified part. Right? So I don't think Baker Mayfield's like, no one's talking about me. I'm going to pretend I saw a UFO. Particularly because where he's talking about is a hotbed 
of activity involving water, apparently, that is the case. Kenny, so I, I think that Baker Mayfield is why people don't come forward, why they don't. And here's Colin Cowherd going off on it and tweeting about it, saying Joe Montana doesn't see, uh, never said he saw aliens. Tom Brady never saw he saw aliens. Tom Brady quote tweeted it and says, how do you know? I've not seen aliens. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hope, I hope Colin Cowherd was doing a bit. Uh, he wasn't. I, no, I he hope wasn't. he really didn't think it, like he was trying to make a point that Baker Mayfield's not reliable or not a dependable quarterback because he's seen UFOs. Like if that's the case, if he's serious about that, that's embarrassing. There was one of the so we got to take a break. There was a back in the day there were three major news anchors: ABC, NBC, CBS, and then after it was Cronkite. Remember, it was Jennings and Rather and Brokaw. It was Rather and Brokaw. They were the big three. They were the pillars thereof. One of the three of them apparently had beyond a close encounter, but actually, I believe, of the of the third kind, reportedly. I believe it was Dan Rather. Well, I, no, no, they never came forward. They never, they because they weren't willing to lose all credibility, their career, their credibility, everything. First of all, they couldn't because they'd lose their job if you admitted what had happened to you, regardless. But right before Peter Jennings died of lung cancer, mm-hmm. he and the ABC News division did produce this special UFOs seeing, is seeing believing. And the fact it was produced by the news division with sure. him anchoring it before he died of lung cancer, that was really, really, really telling. Because it's like, you, want, you sure you want to be involved with this? It was like, giving yep. some credence. Well, he was dying. Yeah. You know, so take for that. what You can connect the dots if you want. But anyway, Colin Cowherd, who's normally the king of um, analogy and such, I think he kind of botched that one and jumped to a conclusion that didn't need to be. Uh, quick break. Back in moments. Home team, ESPN 106.3.